When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Viking stock is Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Dude, the Rhino might be back, bro. Football. Football! Football, yeah! Football! Yeah. Let's get it. Yes, there he is. Ten-plus-year NFL vet, the Rhino himself, Alex bro. Boone. Ready to dive into the trenches. Trench warfare. What a trench warfare game. What that happened was, in that game? That was insane. Insanity. I mean... Just, you know what it was? Honestly, I think when everybody saw that Josh Allen was playing, even including myself, it was kind of one of these things where it was like, ah, oh, one of those games can they keep up? And it was like the bully got bullied most of the game. Like it was, but it was a slug match both ways, you know what I'm saying? But in the end, the bully ended up getting bullied. And it was yeah. something that I guess I just didn't expect to see. But when I saw it, like Pat P catching that interception in the end zone, just solidified that this is a really, really battle-tested team. Like, you can go into their house with their fan base being animated as hell, being crazy, like jumping through tables and doing whatever that's just super awesome and fun, but at the same time gets them going. And you can go into overtime and let Josh Allen take the ball. And when he started running around all over the field, I got nervous, okay? I was like you, Phil. I got really nervous. Like, I'm man, always nervous. I'm just in a state of right? being nervous all the time. You're giving up too much, too easy. Like, I'm just watching it, and I was supposed to be at a hockey scrimmage, and I was like, I don't care. I'm not going anywhere anymore. I'm, just, I'm stuck here now. And it was just – but when Pat P made the interception, it was like a new team. Dude, it was like a breath of – a sigh of relief and almost like – because for weeks people have been like, I know they're just going to let me down. I know they're just going to let me down. Man, I don't know, man. I don't know. Was that was just one of the most – it was – I mean, it was. There's so many angles to this, but it was Crazy. validating. It was. I, I even said because there. I mean, obviously, it was sort of lucky that. I mean, it was kind of lucky that the for the from the Bills' perspective that Cousins didn't just sneak it in from a yard and went and you know essentially win the game in the fourth. But then when they stopped the quarterback sneak, yes, a ton of luck involved in the quarterback dropping the snap and you recovering it. So like there was luck on both sides. But I even said. If they would have lost the game, let's say they they would have gone down twenty, you know they're down by seventeen, they come all the way back and like they yeah. come up one yard short. And you tell me if I'm an idiot here. I still, if they lose that game on a on a half yard line quarterback sneak that comes up just short, I still think they board that plane thinking we just went into Buffalo. We oh, we yeah. had that. We had that. We we now know we belong. But to win it gets you even the, the extra juice. Yeah. Am I wrong on that? Do you, no, would you have I felt that wrong. way even if you yeah. lost? For sure. Like, you feel like, hey, you know what? We are contenders. I don't care what anyone says. Like, in the back of your mind, and that's one of those, like, stupid little wins with the, that come with a loss where you're like, you know. A little moral victory there. Yeah, like, hey, hey we didn't get blown out, right? <laughs> like, that's one of those things where you're on the plane, you're looking at your friend like, hey, <laughs> we put up some points. Put up some yards. We did our thing, right? We're pretty good today. Yeah? Yeah? No? Okay. All right. Never no, but I agree with you 100%. And the fact that they won and the way that they did, and it was just such a team effort to me. It was so awesome. Total team effort. And that's what's so fun to watch. And it's so – it can be really at times crazy, but you're playing 
the number one AFC team in the NFL in their house in a cold game where you play in a dome normally, and he's got yes. this crazy wicked arm, right? Like, it's just – it was – that would have been a – if that were the Super Bowl, I'm cool, man. I am <laughs> – I'm all about it. That's how you want it to go all the way down to the bitter end, and all of a sudden Pat P makes the interception, and you're like, you know what? That's how you win a game. That was fun. I think, too, like I, I went back, I was curious. It just hasn't it hasn't felt like the Vikings in the last few years have beaten many winning teams on the road. And so uh, they actually had 20 cracks at it between. So when since Kirk Cousins got here, uh, they've had 20 cracks at beating a team that finished the season with a winning record uh, between 2018 Wait. going into this year, right? Is this one of your silly statistics? Hold on. <laughs> All right, bust so out last... your notebook. Bust out then, your calculator. Okay. So you're telling me that since Kirk has been here, there's been 20 chances to play to a team. Beat, to beat a winning team on the road. Okay? At the end of the year, they were a winning team. Correct, yes. Got it. So, okay. So, like, uh, 2018, they beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. They turned out to be a nine-win team, so they were barely a winning team. Okay. But it happened it. four times total between 2018 and 2021. Okay. But they've already done it at least twice. The, the, the Dolphins, now they've started a backup quarterback, but the Dolphins are going to be a winning team. Uh, the Commanders might actually be a winning team Man. at 5-5 five and five now. They knocked off the Eagles last night. And then this game, so I guess... I just feel like if you're trying to, you know, size yourself up, tail the tape, are you an actual Super Bowl contender? Beating oh, yeah. Winning, beating winning teams on the road is a huge sign, I think. Agreed, 100%. And now here's my next question, because you already just said the commanders. I wonder if they left the Vikings game going, hey, pretty good. Yeah. They, pretty, <laughs> look, look you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of like all of a sudden these guys, and that's where these teams build this new life. And you're like, Wait a minute. The Washington Commanders are good out of nowhere. You're like, well, wait a minute. They did take the bike. You're playing up for tough. Then they went to Philly. Well, okay. Like, this is this is how fun things happen. And it's cool because all these people now are going to jump on the bandwagon. Everybody's clearly jumping on the bike. Oh, I knew they'd be good. And this is where Odell's going to land. And it's going to be incredible. And you're like, yeah, man, that's cool. But then you start to wonder, too, like, would something like that happen on a team like this? Because there has been a little bit of chatter about the OBJ. And it's kind of like he's – and I'm just saying. I love that you're throwing this steam out here. So you know I am. He's going to pick a team soon. Maybe right, in November. Week, right? Yeah, because he's cleared. I wonder if that win over the Bills – and you know LSU guys, Justin Jefferson, OBJ. Right. How do you not – now, he apparently the Vikings weren't on his short list of like three teams last week, but he's got the Kevin O'Connell connection. He's got the Justin Jefferson connection. You've been team. here. You know this offense. You can kind of maybe show a couple guys a couple new things. Maybe we could run a couple different things because you're here. Yeah. I'm just floating it out there in the hopes that maybe it happens. But too, like, Why don't you pull a couple strings? You're connected no, enough. Dude, we, it would be – that would be – because I'm, I'm, in my mind I have to be thinking that the Bills are probably one of the teams he was like, I would love. And now all of a sudden he's probably like, man, I don't know. Go there. But the, the, the landscape this season has changed with so many teams, both New York teams, obviously, the Commanders, like you said. I mean, there's so many, the Miami. I mean, there's the so Seahawks. many teams that you're like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on right now that these teams, <laughs> they're, they're just well put together teams. And it's kind of showing a reverse opposite effect of like, we need these illustrious quarterbacks that are going crazy. I mean, look at Russ, they're still having troubles over there. And it's just one of these things where as long as you have a good team around you and a good mindset, I think that's one of the things that people overlook the, the Vikings. Because for years, people have just been coming so hard on them and coming down on them. The minute Kevin O'Connell's here, he's like, hey, man, let's have some fun. How would you that's that? it. It's like, it's, I and you're like, what? what's the formula? We've been saying it all along. You're just a good dude, and guys want to be around you, and they gravitate towards you, and they want to learn from you, and they want to give you their best because they're like, dude, that to me is enough. Like, I just want to give you everything, coach. I mean, like, I'm just thinking about the way that Kendricks, this last game, forced to cover digs at times in really tough positions, and, dude, that's – I don't care who you are. That's tough. And then they ask you to play the run at the same time. But then you come up with this huge, phenomenal touchdown out of nowhere that, like – and I know we're going to talk about it. I just, oh, yeah. But you we come back to the, the whole mindset of him of, like, he's having this really tough day. And I think it was a couple of weeks ago I sent you – there was a – was it was it you that I sent that thing where they were talking about the Buffalo players that were acting dirty? 
Milano, uh, remember? I, no, I you, sent you that clip, right? You sent me a lot of stuff. I can't remember. There was a clip I sent you about how, like, the Bills are notorious for being these, like, you know, tough guys. And there was times where, like, I'm watching in the game and Kendricks, they're just going after Kendricks really hard. Two guys catching him, finding him. I was like, man, this, but he kept coming back. And then he get, he gets this touchdown. And just the way he was kind of like, you know, he did his little thing where he was doing the, the catwalk or whatever. But yeah. But it was just like, <laughs> that's who they are. They're these guys that just, yeah, we'll, we'll take a couple punches, but I'll tell you what, you're not going to break us. We're going to keep that's the thing. relentless effort. I mean, that's it's the so thing about the team. Even Kirk, dude. Even, even Kirk, it's yeah. funny because. How many hits did he take in that game where you were like, uh oh. Which Kirk's coming out, and he just kept saying, how many times did he get stepped on? My goodness, somebody would have killed somebody at this point. I feel like we have two versions of Cousins. We've got, mm. like, the, the Clark Kent version with, uh, the, like, that's like the, oh, yeah. the, 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 the $20 shirt from Cole's version at the podium, Kirk, right? The, well, you know, we just got to look at the film, Kirk. That Kirk showed up in the first half and the early second, like, the early third quarter. One of the worst interceptions you'll ever see was oh, the second yeah. interception he threw. I don't know if he thought that the Bills defender was was a Vikings player, but it was just kind of classic. You're about the one where he got hit? You're talking about the one where he got hit right away? Uh, no, well, he on the second interception he he got hit after he threw it, but the but the hit didn't really impact his his throw. He All just right. threw it right. Okay. There. The All first right. one I have to go back and look at the first one. If he the first one he kind of sailed. I think he was maybe getting hit when he threw it, but if, okay, at, at that point it felt like okay. This is kind of, and I was even tweeting about this and just completely ate my words like an hour later. Like, we've got a classic Kirk Cousins in a big game, and here he is. Like, just, just come on, guy, calm down right. for a second. Right. And then, and then it's like Kirk Cousins goes into the phone booth, and out comes Kirk O'Chains, like the Superman version of Kirk comes out. And he said, This is what I love about him now. I think in previous seasons he throws bad interceptions and then he just kind of shuts it down a little bit because he's like, oh god, I'm not, I'm not yeah. seeing the defense the right way, and he just turns into ch- rapid fire checkdown Kirk. Mm-hmm. And this year, especially on Sunday, he throws a couple bad, th- bad throws, bad interceptions, and he just keeps throwing darts down the field to Justin Jefferson, which is what you should do, you know. And and it worked. That catch, fourth and eight, move over Freddie Mitch- Freddie Mitchell's hands. In- Incredible. Fourth and 18, I mean, just the most ridiculous one-handed. The way that the defender had two hands on it, and you just see this mitt come from behind, grab it, and he turned his whole body around. They were destined to win that game, and that's why I keep coming back to this, their mentality. No matter what you do to them, no matter what you say to them, they're just going to find a way to get it done. And that's what's so unique about this team. And like a unique a lot about a lot of these teams that are playing really, like winning right now, the people are like, this team sucked last year. How the hell are they playing well? And it's just because they don't need anyone to tell them how good they are. They're just going to come out there, and they're going to play ball. And they're going to have mm-hmm. fun, and you don't see fighting anywhere, and you don't see animosity anywhere. And after the game, everyone's laughing and taking their shirts off. And it's like, dude, put a shirt back on. Oh, my God. Like, this is getting weird. But that's what's so fun about it is that you can just go out and be you, and everyone on the team has a good time doing it. And as long as you show up on Sunday and get the job done, I mean, Dalvin Cook breaking an 81-yard touchdown run, like, I didn't know. You want to talk about setting the tempo. Like, everyone's kind of, like, nail-biting game. Everyone's really excited. It's the back and forth, and all of a sudden, he just takes one loose. And he took the entire defense within the first two seconds was done. You weren't catching him. There's no chance. Just broke it. You know that's uh, yes. It was you had the Dalvin home run. You had Justin Jefferson, one of his best games, best catch that he'll have maybe in his career. Being mugged, no big. You had the defense gave up a lot of yards, but came up with just huge plays when they. I mean, it's cliche like total team effort, but this was the definition of a total team effort. Um, And here's another harebrained theory to throw at you, and you tell me again if I'm an idiot, but. I think I think sometimes fans like like we like Vikings vent line after that game was the most happy I've ever seen Vikings fans. It was as if they had won the Super Bowl because it was just such an unexpected, right? Yeah, you know, jubilant moment, right? And and I've tried to say in the last couple of days that win over Buffalo doesn't guarantee that you're going to go 16 and one now and no. smooth sail and stuff. You're probably not to be a buzzkill, but you're probably going to lose some games. You might even have a letdown against Dallas or something. So that 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 win doesn't guarantee you like a sixteen and one smooth sail. But what that win guarantees you is you now know what it looks and feels like to go on the road, be down by double digits. You have a reference point for coming back in a game like that. 
Right. And if you look at the Rams' journey to the Super Bowl last year, their last three games, so the, the division round, the conference championship, and the Super Bowl, all of those were three-point games. Um, I think there was a road game in there, maybe in the divisional round. But those were like grinded out. You, you're throwing, you're turning the ball over and stuff, but you find a way. And this team now has built up so many reference points, trailing. Right. The you know, offense disappears for an hour, and they've still just managed to find a way to win regardless, right? Yeah. They're battle-tested, and they're tough. And they, they're they a resilient team. And like you said, they're not. this doesn't mean that they're going to go 16-1. and one. Number one, if anything, I think it puts a huge target on your back because now everyone's like, okay, well, there's the bar. I think we know where the bar is set now. Now everyone needs to catch up to that bar or else it's just you have no chance of making it to the Super Bowl. But to me, at the same time, I think what I'm most excited about is the, the mentality of the team and that you don't hear these guys a lot in the media. You don't see them a lot in the media. You don't hear about what's going on, and that, I think, is so important. I've been thinking about that for a while. Like, they're not flashing to me. They show that they have fun, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having charisma and being silly and laughing and having fun when you're with the guys. Like, that's the moment that you want them to be like that. But there is something to be said about, like, you don't see them out on ESPN all the time or on NFL Network all the time talking like a lot of these guys. Like, oh, now you see us or, you know, we're, we're taking receipts. Like, yeah. you don't really hear anybody. And that, I think, is the most dangerous thing is that you see this team that's, like, having fun, and they're showing you that it doesn't matter how we win as long as we win. And then all of a sudden you're like, but you don't hear anything else about it. Well, that's interesting, and that should be taken reference because those are the guys you need to worry about the most because those are the guys that sit back and they're watching everybody. And they're like, listen, these guys say they're the best, but we don't see it on the film. But when we play them, we're going to let you know, like – the way that they went in there and attacked the Bills was so fun to watch. And at times it was a little maddening, like when all of a sudden the quarterback gets stepped out and he just heave hose one behind him. Like You're like, dude, don't. He's don't do that. Ed Ingram stepped on his foot twice in that game, actually. Oh, dude. You know, I you do, know that I do, a, I do a film of both for you later on. You know. You <laughs> and, and I'm not saying either way because in that moment, when that nose tackle shifts down into that, that gap, in that very, very moment, you're like, dude, there's so much running through your mind that you're thinking just step and get your foot down. So I'm not saying anyone's wrong, but I'm just saying, like, that's the one thing that when you get into these big games, the more reps you can have of that, the more you can have of, like, you're completely freaking out. Well, the second time you go into that situation, you're less frantic and you're less chaotic and it's less crazy and jumbled in your mind. You're like, number one, don't step on the quarterback. Number two, How many times in your career as a guard did you step on your quarterback's foot? Did you ever do it? Oh, yeah, once for sure. Twice. Once, uh, <laughs> maybe three times. You have you have big feet. You probably did it in shotgun Huge one time. <laughs> but then again, my splits were always super big because I knew I had big feet and there was a good chance I was going to step on somebody. But in that moment, and that's the one thing that nobody ever, like, really figures out is, like, it's so hard to plan as much as you can practice and as much as you can go out there and really, like, put on on the field, it's so hard to get that live rep moment where there's somebody breathing down your neck and you have to get it done. You know what I'm saying? In that moment, your body's like, i got to get this done no matter what. It's not thinking about they'll step on the quarterback. So when things like yeah. that happen in a big game, it's like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? But then when it does happen, you're kind of like, okay, I've learned from it. So, like, I'm not saying that it's bad that he did that. I'm kind of almost glad because it's like, hey, listen, you now know that in a big game like that, you should probably take a little bit bigger split or get your foot down faster or whatever. The quarterback knows now, hey, listen, maybe I shouldn't have stepped in your way or whatever. It's just – but to come through all those situations and then to get stopped on the one and then to have your defense go – I mean, I just can't get over how amazing it was in Buffalo. And it just – now everybody's all about the, this is it and we knew it and this is the team. And this, it's like, man, I don't remember hearing all this like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, but we'll let that be. What you've you've kind of touched on just the vibes of this team feeling like Super Bowl vibes a little bit where a team is gelling and it's it's a we thing, not an I thing, not a receipts thing, and yeah. and you in your in your career you you were on some teams. I mean, hell, some of those Forty ers teams they they had Super Bowl vibes, oh, yeah. but then you you were on at least especially that Vikings year where things just kind of went haywire halfway through and the vibes were off. So, um, what? Can you explain to the audience, because football's so weird in that vibes can just kind of carry you, it feels like. All of a sudden, the team that you didn't think at the beginning of the year, all of a sudden, like, Pete Carroll's got the guys feeling good about themselves. Right. Like, Kevin O'Connell, it seems like he's got these guys just 
feeling themselves and yeah. and and playing maybe stronger as a as a whole than than you would have thought. What what is that? Can you explain that feeling to the audience and how it can elevate a team and what it's doing to this team? The biggest word I can say is momentum. I feel like it's the biggest momentum going into a game because no matter what, you just always feel comfortable. You feel confident. I remember going into games thinking, like, if just our offense played today, would we win? Probably. But then think how badass our defense is. Oh, my gosh. Like, you just go in thinking, man, we could probably mess up a couple plays today and get away with a good win. Like, throwing two interceptions – and going into Buffalo, there was a formula, and I tried to find it in all my notes, and there's like seven notebooks over here right now, and I have like <laughs> 35 more. But there was a formula. And there's, every, a back, and there's a backgammon board, I think, hanging over your left shoulder right now. Something, right? Like my wife decorates all this stuff. She's the <laughs> best. I love her. I love her. No, so uh, you throw two interceptions. There's something about like the turnover margin in a road game, and then – it like decreases and increases and all these things. But you just think you're going, and the whole reason, like, they tell you all these things, and Tom Rathman used to have a sweet formula for it, and I used to try to find it, like I said, but I couldn't. But when you go on the road and you do something bad, the momentum shifts so much in the home team's favor, and they yeah. have the fan base behind them, and then all of a sudden everyone's going crazy, and no matter what happens, they still are a little riled up because they're like, well, remember, we got that interception, so don't worry, we're going to get another one. And then you do get another one, and you're like – okay, wow, now the heat's really getting put on. To be able to come back from all of that and still never feel like they were frantic. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when the offense doesn't put it in, the defense is still like, we got you. Calm down. We got this. Like, several times. That is so rewarding for a team. And you can feel the vibe, and everyone's just gelling off each other. And it's kind of like as the offense is coming out the field, the defense is like, don't worry, we got you guys. Yeah. We're going to take care of you. Or if the defense gives up a touchdown, the offense just stands right up and is like, hey, we got this. Don't worry. We're going to get it back for you. We owe you from that one time back in Philly. We didn't forget about that. We got you right here. I mean, it's just like this whole – and everybody's kind of like, yeah, you know what? They're right. They got this. They're going to be okay. And it's – it's when you can go out there and Dalvin can bust an 81-yard run out of nowhere and just change the whole momentum back. And it's kind of like, yeah, we gave you that interception, but we're going to take this back from you. And we basically just pure stole it from you. We ran a simple zone off the left side, and this guy just busted one all the way down the field. Like That is what takes the momentum that you gave them, and it brings it right back to you. It also it seems like it spills over, too, just like during the practice week. So. I had heard, I can't remember if this was reported or if it's just something I kind of heard behind the scenes, but I guess Patrick Peterson is putting in, like, a bunch of extra film study hours, and even he's, like, getting the position group together to watch extra film. And yeah. he so, so he has his own weekly podcast, and I think it was posted today or yesterday, and he broke down the game-winning interception, and he said, film study. And he, I mean, I don't know how smart it is, because you might, you might run into Buffalo again in about, uh, I don't know, second week in February. But he basically laid out how Gabe Davis, everything he had seen on film, and I and he was explaining stuff that's over my head, but he basically said, if Gabe Davis runs this type of route, on, he told one of his teammates, if he runs this type of route, I am intercepting this pass and we are winning the game. And he saw the same thing he had been studying on film all week, and boom, he sure cuts enough. in front. And right, it's like, I, I suppose if you're, if you're, playing the way the Vikings are and you're experiencing success, you love your coaches, love your teammates, you might put in an extra five or ten hours of film study during the week to try and get that extra edge or that tell on someone too, right? I mean, I think so. And that, that should never really be the situation, but let's be honest. There are times where you go out in the week and you're just really frustrated and you watch, feel like you watch film all day and you're like, you know what, I'm good and the team's not doing well. But then when you're winning and all of a sudden your friends are like, hey, we should all watch film together or we should stay late or we should do this. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it comes back to the whole vibe. You know, if, if football is fun and guys are up there doing their thing and they're having a good time and no matter how crazy the practices are, nobody's really feeling beat up or beat down and they're like, let's watch all this film, let's be here as long as we possibly can, as opposed to a time where it's you're losing and things are not going well and you're like, I really just don't want to be here anymore. I just want to go home. I'll watch the film at home. And then you get home and you're like, I'll watch the film later. And then you never end up watching it. And it's the same thing over and over. It happens everywhere. And then all of a sudden you start winning and you're like, I don't want to be here some more. I'm not getting yelled at as much. And everything's a lot of fun, That's and all great. of a sudden, we can, let's break this film down together. I want to be around you guys even more. This is great. You're not mad at me. I'm not mad at you. It's the whole vibe, and it's crazy. People think I'm joking when I say that, but it's just it's an emotional game. I mean, you look at uh, uh, Derek Carr. 
out in Vegas after the game crying. Yeah. Like, dude, you don't understand what these guys put in their bodies just to go to bed and wake up. And it's like, yeah, no, we, we got it. But you just got to execute a little bit better on game day. And all of a sudden, you know, things will be a lot better. And But you see how you're seeing guys, I think, now more emotional than ever. Because, number one, guys really are beat up. Like, you're starting to get to the middle of the season. Guys are getting swearing on guys. Teams that are winning, that should be winning, are losing. And people don't have explanations for it. And all of a sudden, they're just starting to bust out and freak out a little bit more this year than never. And you, that's why – but wait, that's why I feel so – weird about these Vikings, like, so excited because no matter what, no matter what was happening this year, no matter what anybody was saying, they never wavered in who they were. They were always just the same guys having a good time all the time, always bringing each other up, always on the field just going crazy no matter what. You never see them freak out on each other like you do some of these other sidelines, where sometimes it can be a little fake, you know what I'm saying, where you're like, dude, I don't know that everybody has to start yelling like that. It's only three to nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. The sideline is just <laughs> erupted into total Gatorades being thrown at the offense. The offense is throwing it back. You're like, dude, it's the, it was one drive. What the hell? Like, that's what's so awesome to watch about this team. That like, you're down 17 points, and the offense just comes out like nothing's wrong. Hey, we're just here. Hey, we're here to play, baby. We're here to have fun. Coach said, "Get out there. We're here. Let's do it. Let's." Hey. See what the hell we can do. It also feels like they haven't peaked yet, right? It just it right? still feels like I mean they did score thirty three points, including overtime. So the offense, the offense is, and I think I saw something too where after the bye, uh, they're they're much more aggressive in like intentionally throwing passes further down the field and stuff. So like you can you can see that they're Push going it. in the right direction. Oh yeah, but it doesn't feel like they've completely peaked yet either. Even though they're eight and one, and they just beat the Bills on the road. It's crazy. Scary. That's even scarier. Like, we haven't seen them come out and just put their foot on someone's throat and just step down. Like, oh, our bad. We're just playing. No, we're not. We're for real today. Like, they, you're right. They kind of come out. They throw a couple punches. They take a couple. Boop, 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 right? And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, no, 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 no. We're back. We're here. We're here. We're here to do this. And they come out, and they just yeah. they lay out enough where you're like, hey, it came down to all the scorecards. We haven't seen them come out and just boom. Yeah, that's good. Makes you wonder what – What's coming down the pipe, and which poor team is about to catch it? I mean, Dallas could be in for a <laughs> Just like, yeah, we, you know, we think we're Dallas. Jerry's like, oh, we're here to play ball. And all of a sudden, bam, just takes one right in the kisser. That would they be hilarious. My, the, the Cowboys were up by, like, two touchdowns in the second half against the Packers. And Mike Ooh. McCarthy was the jolliest you've ever seen him, right? He's about to about to stick one on Rodgers and the Packers. Big hey. smile. He's hugging everyone. Right. <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Team after the game? <laughs> yeah. Breaking stuff in half. <laughs> How dare you? I mean, dude, he's going to be coming in here. and But that's the thing, man. He's going to be overly aggressive. The Vikings are just going to be playing their game. Like, dude, we've been telling you guys we're not that team you want to play with. And they're going to catch another ass whipping this week. It's going to be hilarious. Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point favorites to start the week. I don't know about that one. Might go, might go take the Vikings in, the, in that one. I'm not sure. Um we uh we should we should fire someone real quick before we get into the fire a lot of people the film portion here. I feel like this gonna, is the time of year where you can fire a lot of people and get away with it. I'm gonna ask a dumb question. How many refs are on? How many is there like how many refs are there? Ten? How many officials? Isn't there twelve? Twelve? Isn't there twelve now? Uh, I want all twelve fired. Which for which which from, time? From, from the Bills Vikings game this last Sunday. So two two things happened in that game. And by the way, the thirteenth, whoever the the guy is or the gal in charge of the inside two minutes automatic review. Yeah. So the NFL came out the next day and said, so Gabe Davis, the Bills are trying to come back and kick a field goal to go to overtime. And yep. there's like 45, whatever, 25 seconds left. And Gabe Davis makes a diving catch full speed. Like, you know, it was one of those where kind of looked like a catch. You're not sure. Definitely going to review that because you're inside two minutes. And they inexplicably did not. And uh, it turns out that it wasn't the catch, but the Bills ran their next play. And uh, and they wind up kicking the game tying field goal. But the more egregious one, Booney, was probably with five seconds left in overtime. The Vikings are inside the five yard line, looking to win the game with a touchdown. Oh. And I don't know if you remember this. I remember watching this at at you know live speed, and I think it was a handoff or a pitch to Dalvin Cook off to the right. 
And it looked like, oh, wow, the Bills really sniffed that one out. Holy. Really like did. Two-yard two loss. Yeah. Wow. What kind of – what did they spot on film? They really didn't see that one – didn't see that two-yard loss coming, right? Uh, but it looked like the Bills had 12 guys on the field with that defense. Well, they it wasn't 12 men on the field as in like a guy's running off and, and doesn't beat the snap. They played the play with 12 defenders. With five minutes left in overtime, inside the five-yard line, and nobody caught it. And the Vikings wind up having to kick a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown. Just ridiculous. So, fire, just fire everybody with a zebra shirt in that game. Oh, there's no question. Count the 12. That's That's your only job. No, that's bad. Yeah. Because you know there's a guy out there that's... That's his job. So, at what point was he like, wait, wait... Hold on, let me. I gotta count let me, again. Let me go oh, back. I'm gonna do the ball being snapped. Take the plays. Plays go. <laughs> he now he's like trying to count. <laughs> oh God. He was probably the guy that didn't see Hawk getting pulled in the back, like getting pulled down as he was trying to jump for that ball. Yes. That was handful, handful of jersey. <laughs> There's so probably ten plays hard. like that too that you could you could bring up, but those are more like in the okay, all right, whatever. Like that stuff kind of happens. There's things. I don't like know. I think that catch on the sideline was pretty bad, especially because. I mean, that's a major catch. That's one of yes. those ones where you should be like, It put him should, in field goal range. We should be somehow trying to slow the game down so we can relook at this real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, spot the yes. ball slow, do something slow. I agree with you 100%, especially because stuff like that, 12 men on the field, that's that's kind of a big deal. Amazing. So, fire everyone. Just fire. Fire everyone. I don't even know how to say that. Right. You want to you wanna break down some of these ridiculous plays? I cannot wait. Okay. I can't wait. Here we go. I do want to shout out. We have uh, we have a new partner <coughs> on the board here as uh, Booney hacks up his left lung here to start the yeah. film review session. Uh, we have a new partner on board here on Purple Daily and Score North. If you're looking to restock your liquor cabinet for upcoming, I don't know, football games, holiday parties, Lake Ridge Liquors, over a thousand wines in stock. They've got the Before I Die from Surly Tall Boys. Uh, a 40-foot-long wall of whiskey, Lake Ridge Liquors, just 30 seconds off 694 and Rice Street. Stop in. They're huge listeners of Purple Daily and Score North. Uh, tell them Score North sent you. You can sign for the rewards program. We'll get you $5 in rewards for your next visit. Again, uh, that's Lake Ridge Liquors off uh, 694 and Rice Street. All right. Let me pop these up here for you. Let's just start with. Uh, I'm gonna go. By the way, I'm gonna go full screen here. Just some people were requesting yeah. a little Bro, more action here. Before we start, I know I'm cutting you off. No, you look good. at that spacing. Like, you thought I was kidding when I was like, "Man, they're really testing these guards this year." Was I kidding? Was I kidding? So this right here is the fourth and eighteen Justin Jefferson catch. All right. <laughs> Four. So eyes. you tell me when you say spacing here. So look at this. This for the, for the audience watching on YouTube, and this is the time too. If you're listening on the podcast, 30 minutes in here, uh, there's a, there's a great visual here. We're actually showing the plays, and Boone's going to break it down here on the YouTube channel. But so you're you're talking about this right here. I mean, You've we've got, talked for weeks. We've been talking about how they've been trying to push these guys out to force guards to become tackles because it's the one thing they don't do well. Play in space, right? Look at these defensive tackles. You got one that's lined up outside Brian O'Neill. Right, and then you got another one that's lined up on. Well, I would say he's head up to more outside eye of uh, who's that? Brendel uh, on the yeah. Uh, so this, yeah. Is, this is Brendel in for Darisaw. Darisaw's in concussion which, protocol, which is something to take note of. Which obviously could be one of those things that you're playing one of the best pass rushers in the NFL right now, and your left tackle's down. But yeah. notice notice the spacing on this, right? And obviously it's 4th and 18. I don't think they're as worried about Kirk Cousins running it up the middle for 20 yards. You know, you got Although two. that would be amazing. <clears throat> that would have been the ultimate momentum take back ever. Like, we're just going to take this back right here. That's ours. Thank you. But first thing you got to notice is they're obviously – they want these guys to be moving in space. They're, they're forcing them to get out and cover a lot of ground quickly, and then they move all over. And two, and I was trying to look because I, I don't think Von Miller really showed up that much. What do you have, one sack? He had a, yeah, he had, a, I think, a small handful of pressures. I'd have to go back and look, but he did, yeah, I he mean, did get at least a sack in the game. Yeah. To come, I mean, that's one of the things that I think was so – 
to shut him down was one of those ultimate, hey, we're, we're for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can yes. go into a game and just ruin things, especially when you don't have your left tackle. And on a road game, bravo. And this, so this is a 4th and 18 in which you need a long developing route of some kind. So mm-hmm. you definitely – and then the Bills are going to be in a position here where, all right, to what extent do you just drop back full into coverage? So let, should I run this here? And Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's out. what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey, listen, if anything, we cut them and we leave everybody in front of us, right? So you go back go – Sliding to the left, which you and I have talked about. So Bradbury, so sliding to the left. So Bradbury is sliding left here. Yes. Just some kind of a Lou, a lucky, a lion call, letting the offensive line know we're going. Right side setting. Good hands by Ingram. Great hands here. See how he stuns him? It's a big boy. It looks like, because you've pointed out a couple times how sometimes he gets his lower body out in some bad positions. This looks like he's underneath here. Yeah. A little leverage in this spot. Yeah. He's obviously bracing. This is a big boy coming, so you're not going to get mad about that. <laughs> a big, big old boy, who, by the way, was way off sides. But here, obviously, you can see Kirk's taking a little bit of pressure from the left side, and it's Bradbury here getting pushed back a little bit. Just gets got to anchor. But for the most part, dude, this – on fourth and 18, you're expecting a lot of things to come. Yeah, and it's, it's pressure, but it's also like it's – this is Just such twist. a long developing. I mean, you have to hold these guys off for for probably an extra second longer than usual just because it's such a long. Which, throwing this ball up, I mean, <laughs> stop it. Look at this, dude. Look how many blue jerseys are there. That is a total effing ball right there. You got I you, trust you have to. You have you to. implicitly <laughs> to make me right. Look, everyone on the field like knew exactly where the ball was going. And he still threw it under pressure. Now, yeah, if you go back, Bradbury could obviously keep it a little bit cleaner. The right side, the twist, I think this is picked up rather well for a rookie on the road against a big boy. This is a good job. Obviously, on the left, we want Bradbury. Sit, dude. Sit, young man. Sit. Kirk makes a great, great throw. And honestly, you have to make a decision. Who the hell else are you going to throw it to? Okay, I think there is a there's an alternate universe called 2018 to 2021 Kirk Cousins <laughs> where he throws a pass underneath to TJ Hawkinson on this play. Right. And I, and I know I'm being a Kirk hater when I say that. But I Maybe think Kevin O'Connell right yeah. I think Kevin O'Connell has drilled it into his head. Dude, I know this is a dangerous pass. It doesn't matter, brother. The game is on the line. Throwing it to, yes, Hawkinson's open and you're praying for like 8 yards of yak for a first down, but that's not gonna that's not a winning pass underneath. No. The winning pass is the call it a fifty fifty ball, it's probably more like a thirty seventy ball. Just gonna say thirty seventy <laughs> Look at for that. sure. I mean this that that picture alone right there. If you ask me who's got that ball, you're like, oh that's a pick for sure. But the way that he cradles his body around it and the way that he pulls it into himself is phenomenal. That is incredible. He's landing on his head first. His legs are in the I don't think you understand what runs through your mind when the back of your head hits the ground before anything else. It's certainly not let's cradle this ball and take it back. The best part about this, by the way, is look at – so watch the Vikings sideline here. I'm going to run this. It takes the Vikings sideline a few seconds to figure out what the hell – and it's right next to the Vikings sideline too. They don't know what happened. They probably think the same thing you just said, which is, oh, that's an interception. And then watch the explosion. Uh, it's probably a pick, right? That's a pick. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, what? Oh, God. <laughs> the best is when you see jackets flying off. That's when you know guys are excited. Here's the oh, vertical yeah. right here. Look at this. Hey, this is... And there's Kendrick's right Woo, there. Yeah. Dude, Kendrick's jacket comes off. Look at him. He's over there screaming at him. Dude, I'm telling you, no matter what happens, these guys have each other's backs. Here's a side angle here, too. This is another... Take a look it's at this. great. Here. This is great. And you know what I love about this, too, is they kind of talked about this in the game, and this is a big deal if you go back a little bit. Notice how there's a triangle on the sideline. Most great, and this is what we talked about last year with them, is that they're always trying to create this triangle effect, and it's these layers and these levels. 
Yeah, and as you watch it, the triangle kind of moves out and it shifts its angle, right? And it forces defenses to kind of come in here and then it breaks them back out again. And it's, it's dude, it's so remarkable to watch. I feel like their whole offense is just this concept. It's like two outbreaking routes and then something up the seam or maybe a third yeah. outbreaking route. And But then there's always like backside screen actions that are built in or it's, it's, uh, it's every simple but complicated. Right. Like, look over here. Look at that. Dalvin's on the ground. I know he is. But there's nobody around him. Here's Dalvin like every, right here. He kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Okay, now that I see this angle, dude, 2018 to 2021 Kirk, nine times out of ten, throws it yeah. to TJ Hawkinson right here. Or even, yeah, I would say probably Hawk for sure. Look at that. Beautiful, man. Tell you, dude. Boom, and they don't, they actually wind up not scoring on this drive because this was the this is the drive that they right they came up short yeah. on the on the quarterback sneak. Yeah, but um, it's still the one that absolutely was, insane. Was it the one also where Justin came up on the sec two yard line? Just uh, yes, toe tap, beautiful. Actually, can we go to you brought up Bradbury here? Um, mm-hmm. I want to show you this one. This is another. This was this was a play. Oh, this might have been the. One. I love how you have labeled. <laughs> You like these? Heading from steps on Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> you read it. It just you read it. It just says Bradbury's a dumbass. All I know. I'm over here. I'm like, man, what's going on? Oh, dude! Instantly, my old line brain's kicking on. Look at that five guys. I see them right now. I see how we're getting tested. We got Von Miller, Milano. We got a big nose guard over here. I'm sure that's that. What do you call some there. of these guys? Known Pat? What do you call the it's the known like, pass rusher? They're called a spinner. Okay. Spinners and. Uh, you see guys, like, they'll touch their head and point to him right away. It lets everybody behind them know he's mine. I, he, I see I see him. He's in my sight. Um, but instantly, right away, what are we thinking, dude? Five guys up. They're going to do what? Probably twist. Somebody's moving. Someone's going somewhere. The likelihood of everyone rushing straight is not very good, so we should get off the ball. And and this is now the second play we've seen with where Dalvin and, they're, Dalvin and Hawkinson are flipped from the last play here. But you've got... I'm assuming Dalvin's out here to to just chip and then either, oh, yeah. either stay in if needed or run a route. Both of them on. are. Okay. Yeah, leak out late, chip, leak out late. And I think the one thing is that they understand why they're in. Like, a lot of guys go into this, and they're kind of like, oh, I'm just here to set a chip. But you're like, I'm here to set a chip on Von Miller. I'm not going to just go out here and randomly run after him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The more that you can affect his rush – the more you're going to help the offensive lineman. Sometimes a lot of it is if you just step in front of them, it kind of it like baffles them. Like they don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like they at times it just stutters them, and it's so helpful for the tackle, especially because that's still one of the best pass rushers in the league. So this is this is overtime, and this is the pass that set up the Vikings inside the five yard line to Justin Jefferson here. So, and I'm showing you this because my amateur eyes told me, "Wow, Garrett Bradbury." I think did a great job on this play. This seems like the the evolution of Garrett Bradbury here. So you tell me what you see. Start snap. Obviously, yeah. what you see when he starts it, he's on a snap hand, and then he's crossing face. Where's he going? What I tell you? Come on now. A little twist. A little They're twist. always going to mess with the left guard. Where are you? Get there. There you go. Look at that hand. You see, if you go back a little bit. You see, like, right when he hits him, see how it's his hand that hits him? He's looking to his left, but he's got that hand coming over. He's, like, feels his presence. Dude, it's awesome. Catches this. Here's what I will say. When you go back originally, it's not a good position, and it's never really – never really is. It never feels like a good position. He does a great job of getting back over to the left. We'd, like, snap right there, like, a little faster. But see how when he snaps, it turns his hips – Never really want to turn, but what I love how he does here, and this is one of those things. So here he me. looks. He looks. You're saying like right here. He looks. Like oh, he looks kinda, like you're not. He's kind of screwed here. You think like you're facing the sideline, and this guy's coming barreling <laughs> down on you, right? But yeah. we've talked before about how these guys are so athletic, and I know a lot of people are thinking like, what's Ed doing? He's in a really tough bind right here. You know what I'm saying? He thinks that he doesn't feel anything to the left, and he sees Von Miller to his right. So he's probably in his mind, like, I know I should not vacate this area. Like, I can't just leave Von Miller all of this green grass on the inside. 
So he's doing a really good job of holding presence while trying as hard as he can to help the left side. Because believe me, look how much grass that is to cover. And you don't really know what to do. And you get in the game, you get caught in this world of who do I help the most. And we've talked about this on the show. You always go back out to this guy. The known pass rusher. The, the right tackle is like, dude, I think I'm all alone right now. Yeah, when you so show saying, up out of nowhere, it is the greatest blessing because you're like, I did not expect anybody. Go out there and break ribs. They say all the time, break his ribs. But let's go back to Bradbury because what I love about what he does here is how when he flips his hips, he's obviously, when, when, you, when he sends his, this pass rusher, it's not good. You've sent too much of yourself. He does a great job of flipping his hips back and using Ed Oliver's own momentum against him. See how he dips to turn the corner right there, and Bradbury just kind of hits enough of them that takes him out? Dude. Almost almost ends Ed Ingram's season there with an ACL. We never want to see that, obviously. Like, look at his ankle. You can kind of see it start to bend. We never want to see that. But, dude, that's a great recovery right there. That's called getting it done. And then times you have to just get it done. And that's a great job. And Kirk just standing in there unfazed, the guy falling at yeah. his feet. Kirk it's, sneak sneaky good job by Kirk here of not not doing anything rash. Okay, let's just move one half step to the left. Boom, here set feet and then you'll see a ridiculous throw. This is this is yeah. an absurd throw by Kirk right? Cousins. Look. Look at this dude. You know why it's absurd is cuz he's throwing it into the I mean, that angle right there and the fact that he caught that, like you're putting it on a dime. I'm literally throwing you a pylon. <laughs> and that catch obviously is just incredible. I mean, he makes it so easy, but boom, inside the five-yard line, ready to rock and roll. And, again, I'm trying to think, would old Kirk, without the empowerment and the encouragement of KOC, No, he would have been everywhere. Kirk, because this is, this is you know, during training camp, Cousins talked publicly about how there are we are trying to feel out throws that in my career I would move off of the read because I don't think it's the right throw to make, meaning too dangerous, I think. Right. That, that's my interpretation. And and Kevin O'Connell is, is saying that's not as dangerous. It depends on the situation, but, like, we need to chunk the ball down the field and Justin Jefferson, you have to just trust that he's either going to catch it or or make it so that it's not an interception, right? I'm, so I'm I don't think old that. Kirk throws this pass, dude. I think he checks it somewhere else. No, and I'm glad you said that because the more you force a defense to cover more of the field, the bigger holes you're going to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you continuously just throw these stupid stick routes that you see everybody throwing, they're so mm-hmm. easy to cover because eventually the defense doesn't even think you're going to go deep on them. And you don't because you live in this world of, like, intermediate throws. Whereas when you've thrown these balls, and you're right, it's KOC saying, dude, just throw the ball. Have faith in your receiver. You have the n- probably number one receiver in the NFL on our team who can afford mm-hmm. to run down the field, stretch a defense – double covered, and still make a toe-tapping catch. We don't have this on every other team, and if you can come around to just throwing this ball, dude, we're going to win so many more games. And it's this vibe and this belief that Kevin's got in his mind that it's okay now. It's okay to throw this ball. Because I'm sure before it was like, you better not lose that ball. (laughs) Do I want to throw this ball? I want to, but I can't. And now he's like, dude, just heave-ho it down there, my dude. What the hell's the problem? If it goes the other way, we turn around and do what? Hey, yes. hey, we hey, we were there though, right? We were close. We were yeah. close, right? Like it's okay. We'll live, we learn. We come back later. The shorter conservative stuff, and and there's a you know obviously there's a time and a place. I mean, you might have said Josh Allen probably should have chosen some of those more conservative passes when they were up Never. by seventeen. Never. Uh, but those aren't those aren't. When I say those aren't winning throws, I mean you you can you can make those throws and not lose a game because you're not throwing an interception or whatever it is, but you're not going to steal a win on the road down ten against Buffalo right. by right. not throwing that pass. Right, you gotta, so. dude, you gotta bully some people. You gotta you gotta take chances. We've said that several times on this show. If you want to win in this league, sometimes you just gotta take a chance and throw the ball. Uh, how how would you like to break down as a as a connoisseur of great running games in the NFL an 81 yard touchdown by Football. Dalvin Cook here? 
And it's like on the most simple routine play. I love when these happen because people just expect these to be another, oh, look, they just ran it up the middle. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, <laughs> see, and you lull people to sleep. This is the definition of lulling the number one defense to sleep. I just want everybody to hear that. The number one defense for two years in a row, maybe three, we'll say two and a half years. Yeah. 81-yard touchdown runs don't just come every day. Matter of fact, if you could probably go back and look, I'm sure this is the longest run they've given up by a long, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Number one defenses don't give up 81-yard runs because they're disciplined. They're smart. I know what gap I have to fill, but this, these games, they bring out sometimes the worst in you because you're like, man, we're trying to knock these dudes out, and they're not going anywhere. They keep coming out here, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, one goes 81 yards, and they start looking at themselves like, aren't we the number one defense? What the hell? Not today. No, bro, not, not today, today, my dude. By the way, they thought that, what was it, James Cook was going to get the first touchdown? What are you, crazy? Dude, there was a picture after the game. So Dalvin and James Cook, their, their, their family, they had like 20 people from the Cook family oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all sitting in the front, like two or three rows. And after the game was over, they did a jersey swap, and I, I think it was it was I, I don't it was like Dalvin and James with the with each other's jerseys and a couple family members in a picture, and Dalvin's got this big ass grin on his face, like yeah, that's right. Oh, and yeah. James looks as depressed as you can possibly. He's like, why are we taking family pictures? We just blew right. a seventeen point lead. I'm this leaving. Is depressing. It's so hard. It's so hard when you want to go shake somebody's hand after a game after you've lost. You're like, listen, man, I'm all right. I'm I'm going to leave. We'll see you later. I'll give you later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. All right, hit me with something Talk us through this here, so we'll roll this. Oh, we got a simple over front here, guys. Simple over. Get the three over here to the, ooh, two tight ends. Instead, I got a little deuce going on over here. Maybe a, ooh, baby. Look at this. Look at this. This is a lot of meat right here. Right. A couple tight ends over here. You got something sweet going on over here. Look how you got a little. Here we go. So we're going simple, right? Tight zone. We got a chip on the front, which, by the way, look at that chip by Ezra Cleveland. And look how Bradbury positions himself around the block here. This is what sets us up, number one. This, you get this block because see how he chips him off the ball. Bradbury gets just enough of him to get around him. And then it causes Ezra Cleveland to get up here to Matt Milano. If you can get this, and this is what you want, and you're telling the running back before, Who's coming over here on the side that you don't see him? Justin Jefferson. You want this. Forcing this guy to think he's one-on-one and then out of nowhere, here comes your, right? Tell him, get up in here. I want you to block him. Why? And I'm not going to name names, but there was a guy maybe in this game. These guys have problems doing this. They don't want to be the tackler. They want to be the guy that picks the ball. They want to do all these mm. things. We're trying to force these cornerbacks to make as many tackles as humanly possible, right? Safety, we know the safety's going to step up. They're a disciplined defense. They're not just going to let you run around, but who's going to have – let's make him make the tackle. I know you don't want any of that smoke. This is it. Right? I mean, it's 47, man. It's it's on you, right? guy, right here. Now right. imagine what 47's thinking right now, like, somebody, anybody, please. Right? Oh, Dalvin's God. laughing. He's already laughing. It was at this very moment that I was like, oh, my God. See? You think I was kidding. Oh, no. Dude, you, you went to go make that tackle five yards away. You know that was fake. So fake. Oh. Look at that. Completely. <laughs> I'm laughing. You, I can't laugh. I never played football. You no, you can, can laugh. laugh you can laugh at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. I think I got him, guys. <laughs> you know he closed his eyes. Totally nope. closed his eyes when he went Don't to worry, guys. Up. I got him. Hey, my high school coach would have pulled him out of the game for that. How dare you close your eyes before that? But look. And now it's a foot race. Now right? it's a foot race. But here, go back, because this is the one thing that nobody notices. See this safety right here? Right uh, now. 39 or 40? 39. 39. 47's already. You're already cooked, dude. You made a bad decision. 39 takes a terrible angle. And this is why I go back to sometimes you can catch a very disciplined team in an undisciplined situation, and this is it. And they capitalized on it. You know what I'm saying? He so took so 39, 39 needs to treat this like, okay, this is a chunk play. Let's let's meet him 
Yes. Out at, at, at the 50-yard line or Dude, something. Dude, you're right? the last resort. You have to be thinking that. You have to be thinking at all costs, I have to get Dalvin Cook down. And oh, he yeah. took a bad angle. And you can tell because right – yeah, you, you, there you go. You see it. Yeah, as soon as you go frame by frame, you can see him kind of turn back up, and he, that's when he's like, oh, I missed it. And Dalvin's already – you're running from excitement at this point. You're gone. You're in the middle of Buffalo Stadium wondering how many <laughs> tables got broken today for no good reason because you know what? You forgot we had a run game. Oh, my goodness. Everybody's like, what the hell just happened? He's like, I'm still here. I'm just – we were just hanging. Just hanging back here. Don't mind me. Where's my mom? She's got my brother's jersey on. Okay, I want to go back here. The thing that so you pointed this out. I, this is the stuff that I think as as like casual fan guy and the people watching this on the YouTube channel. So so you're saying before this play. So number ninety nine here, lining up between Ezra Cleveland and Garrett Bradbury. That the key to this play. So Bradbury knows. Bradbury knows that this that this handoff is going to go to his left, our right as we're watching. Yep. And he has to get around 99 because Ezra Cleveland at some point has to get out to the second level to get 58, right? He's not trying to get around him. He's trying to match 99 with Ezra. Right. But this is called a chip, and it's called a chip for this exact reason. You want to chip his shoulder like this, and you want to get off. And it's a great job of, number one, his footwork. See how all of his weights, like, as he makes contact, it goes back into him. And just in that very moment, Bradbury flips his hips right there. That little movement right there, it even catches Ed Ingram kind of in the wash, which is fine because, look, 53 stepping up. He gets caught in the wash, too. Dude, you're fired. That's who I'm firing this week, that guy right there. <laughs> 53? Yeah. You just completely took yourself out of this play. 39, you're getting fired. 47, you got fired because you closed your eyes. But this is why sometimes, and hear me when I say this, not every play has to be blocked perfectly. Look at Ed Ingram. He's falling on the ground. 53 yeah. took himself out of the play. If you can just get the point of attack to look like this. I mean, go back. Look at the size of that hole. Oh, it's ridiculous. Darisaw barely does anything. He just throws my man out of the club. He's like, get out of the club. Justin Jefferson, which should not be understated, comes in here and does a great job blocking. Yeah. A phenomenal job. I want you to find me receivers around the league that block like that. You know what I'm saying? That's one of these things where it's selfless. And when you're Dalvin and you see Justin Jefferson come in here and making a great block, I mean, that's being a team player. Mm. That's what's helping these guys. And this is the thing that keeps coming back. It's the vibe. It's the momentum. It's everybody trusting everybody. And it's everybody having fun with it. This is a routine play. And this should also show you that any play can score for any reason. God, that's glorious, man. That's just uh, football. It's a beautiful play. I want to do one more here. I want to do the, and I don't know how much we're going to be able to see of this because it's just a sea of bodies. Yeah. But I'd love for you to even just kind of talk, and we don't, we only get the one end zone view on the Josh Allen fumble. So there, what's funny oh, is the, yeah, buff, the, bu- the Buffalo Bills uh, Twitter account, after the Vikings were stuffed on the quarterback sneak, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills Twitter account in all capital letters said, you know, fourth down stop, game over. And then, and I actually, I had actually gone down to my, my studio at home to go uh, record Ventline, and I heard Declan, and so Declan was on the video screen, but he was in the background, but his mic was hot, and I heard him yelling like, oh, oh God, and I was like, is his, oh, is, is his feed like two minutes behind mine? He goes, dude, they scored a touchdown. I said, no, 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 they, they reviewed it. The quarterback sneak got stopped. He goes, no, like Eric Kendricks just scored a touchdown, and so I don't know how much you're going to be able to see from this. Yeah, well, we don't need to really say anything because we can talk about it. This so, situation. So you're an offensive line. It's at the quarter-inch yard line, and you need to move forward to run the clock out. That's what's right. happening. Right. And and everybody knows what play you're running, which sucks. Because look at Kendricks and Hicks right here. They, they know, too. They're like, dude, there's no way that you're ever going to flip this ball out to the outside. Why? Because you could, you could mess that up really bad especially in this situation. These situations are so chaotic because it's so loud and it's so deafening and everybody's screaming at the same time. And at the same time, you're trying to pick your quarterback's voice out of everybody else's. And sometimes it's a challenge, right? Like he kind of gets muffled in there with everybody else. And that's when you kind of close your eyes and you're like, find his voice. He's in here somewhere. I'm going to hear him. But here's the biggest problem. The center. See the center? 
See the nose guard? See how he's on that snap hand? Well, telling you, man. You also, you know who that is. Dude. That's former Buffalo Bill Harrison Phillips. So you think he's got a little something on his Is there anything? So wa- real quick, I don't know if you – so watch this real quick. This Again, this is this this dude practiced against these guys for years, every oh, yeah. single day, right? Watch what he does right before the ball is snapped here. Harrison Phillips. Whoop, I'm just going to shift over here real quick, right at, literally right as the ball is being snapped. What is that? What it, What's he doing there? You know what he's doing? He's messing with the center. Because what I just tell you, it's a chaotic situation, and all of a sudden at the last second, the guy that you're blocking, because in a situation like this, you don't have a certain person they tell you to wedge. So you're wedging to the nearest player. So right before the snap, it was the right guard in the center. See how they're going to kind of wedge him out of there, and then the quarterback will follow him out, right? Or a good quarterback will go right here to where the wedge is not going. Because you see how – the center and the right guard are going to double Phillips. And then yes. the left guard and the left tackle are going to double – I can't see who's in there. Uh, I think it might be – It can't be Daniil. It might be Wanham in there. Or no, is, uh, is it Dalvin Tomlinson in there? That, that's who it is. It's probably Dalvin yeah. Tomlinson, right? So then the quarterback's going to go right there. At the last second, when you do that, number one, the left guard shits his pants because he's like, wait a minute, who do I work with? You know what I'm saying? See how he kind of gets – he doesn't really block anybody. He lets Harrison go underneath him, and at the same time, he's trying to, like, get there. And then all of a sudden, the center, who's thinking, I'm working with the right guard, is now working with the left guard. Like, dude, it just puts you in a huge bind. And this is why the ball probably did not get up there, and it's not being talked about. Because the center at the last second, and he sees it happening, but he's also listening to the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you can get caught in that, like, listening, waiting. I'm the one snapping the ball. Oh, my gosh, this guy in front of me switching complete sides. Does my guard know? Oh, my God, was that hot? Like, it's, dude. By the way, that 95, by the way, is, uh, it's uh, uh, Kiris Tonga. They just, uh, they had him up for this game. So 90, 95 is... Oh, I got you. Have a backup depth interior offensive lineman on this play. It's FYI. Yeah, dude, that's a very savvy vet move. Because look, you can see Josh, Josh as soon as he doesn't get the ball, goes into total panic mode, looking for it. <laughs> I mean, and you and you right would here, the too. Ball's on the ground Imagine right here, being right? him, and everybody knows where it is. And it's as an offensive line, you know, you cannot lose. You're on the one inch line. You you have nothing to give up. Everyone's coming after you. It's and it was kind of talked about after the game. Should they have taken the safety here? And I think yeah. this will go to prove to people's point, like, you should just, at some point, you should probably just take that safety. And just go run, like, seven seconds off the clock and, the go, like, run to the back pylon. It's hard, to, it's hard to ask somebody up front to block when people are moving around. And then at the same time, Kendricks is running in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. The right guards expect you. Look, he's expecting Harrison to be there, and he's not. He's kind of like, oh boy, this is going to be bad. Amazing, Very man. Savvy and, move. and of course, I think the, uh, I think my computer just crashed for the the film session, which means oh, I, I believe it. Time that to was... say good night to the Buffalo Bills for the <sighs> for the episode, but that man. So... so what is it in those situations? You know, and, it, and I guess it helps that you're playing at home, but it is still loud and there's just a lot of chaos and, and different yeah. things. But but that has to be nerve-wracking, even as a professional who's who's been there before. It's like, oh, we don't have – it's not like being on the five-yard line or something. We can take a knee. I mean, you can't take a knee. No. You have to run a play and you have to go forward in that situation. But in that situation, any great coach, and I've heard them say this several times, it comes down to who wants it more. You know, like I, I've said, it's really hard to block somebody when they switch sides at the last second, which I'm sure it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. But in that moment, these are some of the things that you have to figure out as it's happening, and you have to be like, listen, i gotta, got to hone in right now and figure out what's going on. And the great teams will, will follow through. And the Vikings, stopping them there, getting that momentum back, Kendrick's doing a little catwalk, and everything was just so awesome. And that's what makes football football. And it comes back to who wants it more and shows that these Vikings are not giving up. Yeah, you stopped us on the one-inch line. Can you stop our defense now? Because now we're going to come for you. We're going to bring every – we know what you're doing. You know we know what you're doing. And we're going to all line up right here, and we're going to figure out who wants it the most. Oh, by the way, your center can't even get the ball up to the quarterback. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amazing. Uh, I'll give you one more stat, by the way. Is it Darius Smith now? We haven't really talked about him. He had a, he had another kind of just, just a handful of pressures in the game. He was just kind of yeah. he got hurt for a little while, but he has ten more pressures this season than the second place edge rusher. So he is. I mean, he's he's one of the best defensive players in the league, and you just yeah. took you took him off the Packers and just plopped him on your team for the year. And even when he's not getting sacks, when he's not getting home, he's still wreaking havoc on, you know, one in every three dropbacks. So. And that's what's so cool, too, is, like, you don't have to get sacks to be effective. You don't have to get sacks to to get a quarterback in this mentality. of my, Sometimes these guys would run around the quarterback, and they would just say the dumbest things. They weren't even right half the time. I almost got there. And it yeah. was like, no, you didn't. But you knew that the minute the quarterback heard that, he was probably thinking in the back of his mind, did he? Did he? They almost, hey, hey, they almost hit me. Tell me the truth. Like, no, I swear you didn't, right? But it's like now you know you have Daniil Hunter, you have Darius, you want him. Like, there's guys on this team that you have to think about at all times, and that's why it's so fun to watch these guys. And you don't have to get these sacks and show up in these prolific. Yeah, they get them. And believe me, watching Daniil run through people or Darius do this quick TE around the edge where nobody sees him coming, or all of a sudden the center has to take him from five yards away and just completely bull rushes him or swipes his hands. Like, that's so fun. But at the same time, it's fun also watching them just, like, shrink the pocket slowly. The ball gets out, goes wildly, and you see everybody laughing. And it's because they know we're close. We're going we're gonna to get there eventually. And until yeah. somebody stops us and proves that they're not going to let us get home, we're going to get home. Yeah. Amazing, man. This, this season's been a blast. I know. Fun. Uh, we're only like take us to school every week, too. It's great. We're only like halfway there, too. I know. This There's is, so this, much more football. That's that another thing. Point? I'm glad you said that. This game doesn't mean they're going to be 16-1. and one. Could they? Sure, they absolutely could. But they have to continue fighting. And now that you went out and you beat the Bills, you put a big target, which is – and I've always said that it's more fun to be hunted than to hunt. You know what I'm saying? When you feel the animosity of the other team and they're like, yeah, yeah we're playing the league's best, you're like, you're goddamn right you are. <laughs> That's right. Let's you better go. try this ass with it, boy. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. And then when you don't hear about them in the media, it's like, what are they doing? What's going on over there? Well, too, and I'm, on Monday I felt like, you know, Declan and I were both kind of sampling some of the national shows. I mean, that was the game of the season so far. And Oh, easily. And most of the conversation is about – are the Buffalo Bills not as good? Or did the Buffalo Bills blow at this? It was like 80% chatter about Josh Allen and the Bills. And, oh, God, they lost They lost their offensive coordinator to the Giants, you know, for head coaching job. And it was like, yeah, the Vikings, yeah, the Vikings are pretty good, too. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. We'll see if they're for real. And I think the Vikings like it that way. They, 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 would, they would prefer for the chatter to be 80% Buffalo so they can just for sure. go about their business. You know? Continue going under the radar, people. But I'm letting you know now. That there's nobody in the league that would watch that game and be like, man, the Bills really ruined that game. Everyone's like, did you, did you see what's going on over there? What's going on over there? Can we talk to them? Talk to somebody, call. They having fun because they look like they're having fun. We are not having so much fun. You think Houston's having fun right now? I don't think they're having any fun. I, I'm sorry. I just don't see it, and I don't. I love it. It's fun to watch. It's great, man. Um, all right, well. We could talk for 10 hours. We're going to save some for next week here. And uh, we got a Thanksgiving game coming up as well. So I'm sure you'll have 19 pies in the Football. oven oh my God. for that. I got to yell that change. For eating a mm. pie. Wow. What kind of pie? Was it worth getting yelled at? I mean, yeah, blueberry. Blueberry? Blueberry? Apparently, apparently like a pie on ice is not what you're supposed to do. I was like, I'm just trying to gain weight at this point. What, are you trying to, are you, are you trying to gain weight again? I'm trying so you hard. Come, are you coming back again? Pete no. Carroll, did you Pete Carroll call you again? No, I wish. No, no, I just I can't be I can't be this thin anymore, dude. It's too okay. much. Well, if you need help eating pie, you know who to call. All right, call soon. me. You and I are going to do a special soon. <laughs> we're just we're not even going to talk. We're just going to do an episode of Trenches where we just slowly eat pie and stare into the camera awkwardly oh while football music plays in the background. I think. That's or we just have highlights. <laughs> <laughs> What a great theme song. <laughs> right? Such uh, an old school song. I love it. That's right. Uh, all right, we got to run. He's Alex Boone, 10-plus year NFL vet, Phil Mackey. Uh, this has been Trenches with Boone on Purple Daily, the Purple Daily YouTube channel. If you could click the subscribe button and the like button, you can help spread the word about this uh, daily Vikings